Hey, baseball fans, welcome to the Wenatchee Apple Sox podcast with your host, the voice of the Apple Sox, Joel Norman. Great day for the Apple Sox as they wrap up the 2023 home schedule with a sweep of the Edmonton Riverhawks. Wenatchee defeating Edmonton 8-5 after the series opened up in dramatic fashion on the Friday night, a 5-4 win in 13 innings. Wenatchee would then pick up a 10-1 victory on Saturday night before concluding the series with the 8-5 win on Sunday afternoon. The Apple Sox recording their eighth sweep of the season, a new single-season franchise record. Previous high was the seven sweeps in 2011. They have surpassed that total. And Wenatchee also breaks another single-season franchise record. Their previous high for wins in a season was 20 in league play at Paul Thomas Senior Stadium. That record has also been broken, 21-6, and the final record at home this season for the Apple Sox. They surpassed their marks from the 2013 and 12 seasons. In 2013, they went 20-6, 2012, they were 20-7. and So remarkable work in the Apple capital of the world, and, of course, the fans helping give Wenatchee a home field advantage all summer long. So Sunday's game was the finale of the home schedule, also the final game of a 12 home games in 15-day stretch for the Apple Sox, and they finish it a remarkable 10-2, recording three sweeps along the way and losing two or three games to the Bellingham Bells, the only two games that they lost during that entire homestand. So the Apple Sox win 8-5. Let's go through the scoring of the game and the series finale. But actually got a scoreless top of the first inning, couldn't get anything going in the bottom of the first, But Edmonton got on the board first in the top of the second. Back-to-back singles to open up the inning, and they would both score later on. A bases loaded walk and a sacrifice fly made it 2-0 Riverhawks after the second. But in the bottom of the inning, the Apple Sox went to work. Nick Putnam with a one-out triple to right field, and he scored one batter later on Jaden Holloway's RBI single. The 1-2 swung on it, dumped into left field for a base hit. Jaden Holloway delivers as Nick Putnam scores from third. It's now a 2-1 game as Wenatchee gets on the board. For Holloway, his second RBI of the season in his third game with Wenatchee. He also had an RBI single in the sixth inning on Saturday night against the Riverhawks. The 2-2, laced the opposite way, and it gets down for an RBI single. Jaden Holloway drives in Mason Persons. And it's a two-run sixth inning for the Apple Sox as they add to the lead. And he started the day one for one, putting the Sox on the board to make it a two-to-one game. Wadanchi would tie it up in the third inning as they would get a leadoff single from Mason Persons. Frankie Carney doubled to put runners at second and third. And then Carson Owen picked up his first RBI of the game, a sack fly to center field to even the game up and two-to-two. Owen attacks the first pitch he sees and laces it out toward right center. Hangs up a little long, and Calabrese will make the grab. Both runners tag up, and in to score from third is Mason Persons, and this game is tied up with one down here in the third inning. That scored Persons from third, but almost as importantly, it's moved Frankie Carney from second to third base, and then the Apple Sox would take the lead. M.J. Sweeney with the infield drawn in, grounded a ball toward short, Shortstop Jack Wheatley fired at home, but Frankie Carney beat the tag. Infield still in. Carney at third. Here comes the 0-2 from Halen Knoll. Swung on and punched the left side. Carney breaks on contact and a slick throw home from Wheatley is not in time. Carney slides around the tag of Tommy Takayoshi and scores. 
as it's an infield fielder's choice that gives the Apple Sox the lead. Frankie Carney broke on contact and scores from third on a ground ball to short with the infield drawn in. And it's three to two Apple Sox here in the third. Got in in time around the attempted tag of the catcher, Tommy Takayoshi. Yeah, that made it a three to two Apple Sox lead. They extended that lead thanks to an RBI single from Austin Owen in the fourth inning after a one-out single by Trent Lyles before him. The 3-1 offering from Halen Knoll. Swung on and struck over the glove of the shortstop Wheatley. It gets down into left field. Lyles keeps running. The relay home will be cut off, and it's an RBI single for Austin Owen. Owen's single made it a 4-2 Apple Sox lead, but Edmonton would even the game up. One run in the fifth inning coming with two outs on an RBI single from Will Garter. And then again, a two-out RBI base hit in the sixth inning, this time from designated hitter Johnny McGill, made it a 4-4 to contest. And it would remain that way until the bottom of the seventh inning. What actually got back-to-back -back walks to open up the inning, Persons and Carney reaching base. Both were sacrificed over on a bunt by Carson Oland, and then MJ Sweeney delivered. Brendan Lowkey has his sign. Now he delivers. That swung on and grounded past the diving attempt of Wheatley, the shortstop. Person scores. Carney right behind him. MJ Sweeney drives in two more runs. He's got three on the day. With the infield drawn in, Sweeney lasered one just past the shortstop, Jack Wheatley, and into center field to drive in both runs. And that would give the Apple Sox the lead for good. Jaden Williamson came on at the top of the eighth inning, struck out the first batter he faced, and then recorded a double play to face the minimum after a one-out walk. The 2-2, swung on, a comeback, a right to the mound. Williamson grabs it, tosses the swing in first, and it's an ending-inning double play. Quick reaction from Williamson to retire the side. He would return for the ninth, but before that, would actually tacked on two more runs as they got a two-out RBI base hit of their own. Carson Owen stepped to the plate, and knocked in a pair with the bases loaded and two out. After the, there were two walks and a single before that, back-to-back -back hitters had struck out before Frankie Carney loaded the bases up with a walk, and then Owen delivered. Bases loaded, two down. He swings and dumps this into left field for a base hit. Holloway scores, coming around and also chugging home. Buxton, a foot race to third. No one's covering the bag, and Carney is over there. A two RBI single for Carson, Carson Owen. Owen. And the Apple Sox add to their lead. It's now eight to four with two down here in the eighth inning. He drove in three runs in the game, as did MJ Sweeney. And the Apple Sox would go on to get the job done in the ninth inning. One unearned run would score, but Williamson wrapped it up, picking up the two inning save out of the bullpen. And what actually ensured their eighth sweep of the summer. Apple Sox are a strike away from locking this one down. Williamson delivers the 1-2 pinch. That's swung on. Grounded over to Lopez at short. He's up with it. Long throw to first, and it's in time. History for the Apple Sox. Their eighth sweep of the season is now a single-season franchise record, and their 21-6 record at home is also a new single-season team record. Wenatchee wins 8-5, knocking off Edmonton and taking five of six games in the season series. So a historic afternoon and a great weekend of baseball from the history and the you know, playoff positioning standpoint for the Apple Sox. They clinched a playoff berth with their win on Saturday night, and then on Sunday the Apple Sox were able 
to not only, as I mentioned, secure the eighth series sweep of the summer, a new single season record, but also broke their single season record for wins at home in league play with 21. They finished the summer 21 and six at Paul Thomas Senior Stadium. Really impressive to see that kind of work from them and what a, what a fun summer it's been so far. The Apple Sox did gain a two and a half edge over the Victoria Harbor Cats in the North Division second half standings because the Harbor Cats were shut out by the Kelowna Falcons. An 11 to nothing victory for Kelowna on the road at Royal Athletic Park on Sunday afternoon. And that was a tremendous help to the Apple Sox. Wadanchi is two and a half games ahead of Victoria with six games remaining in the regular season as the Harbor Cats lost for the first time at home since June 18th, a 6-3 loss to Yakima Valley, and for only the second time this entire summer. So that really helps Wadanchi out as Kelowna, who is in third place in the North Division in the second half, is now four games out of first place. Bellingham technically still alive for the second half. Doesn't matter really, though, because they won the first half, so they're already in. They are 11-9 in the second half. Wadanchi's 16-5. They have the best overall record in the West Coast League as well at 35-13. The Apple Sox will have the off day on Monday, much needed, before they hit the road for a six-game road trip. Beginning on Tuesday night, they take on the Bellingham Bells at 6.35 p.m. at Joe Martin Field. Three games in Bellingham, and then three games at the Kelowna Falcons to wrap up the regular season. We'll see what the Sox can do. Not a lot of games left in the regular season, but they're in a good spot to potentially win the second half and have home field advantage potentially for the entire postseason. As mentioned before, the playoffs will start on August 8th. We don't quite know where the Apple Sox will play yet. It all depends on what happens over these final six games coming up. I'm Joel Norman, and we're joined now by first baseman M.J. Sweeney, who drove in three runs in this game, including giving the Apple Sox the lead again for good with an RBI single to play two in the seventh inning. MJ, let's talk right about that at bat first. Infield is drawn in, runners at second and third. They're trying to get the out of the plate. You hit that ball really hard, but off the bat, it was fairly close to the shortstop, Jack Wheatley. Did you think you got enough on it to get it past him at that point? Yeah, at that point, I was just trying to stay middle, and uh, I knew I was going to, if he threw me a fastball, I'd take it up the middle like I did, and if he threw an off speed, I would just pull my hands inside and take it to right field, but uh, I threw a fastball uh, about middle away, and uh, I just got barrel on it. So once I hit it, I knew it was going through. has to be a really good feeling when the infield's drawn in and you still hit it past them, I would imagine. Of course, yeah. I mean, there's no better feeling than that at all. <laughs> really solid there. So a three-RBI game for you. Your other one was on a fielder's choice. Now let's talk about that one. That was also a ground ball shortstop side. Back in the third inning, Frankie was able to score from third base on that play. Did you think you did enough to plate the run on that at bat? Um, yeah, I mean, I was just trying to stay middle again. Uh, just got it off the end a little bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, I got the job done and got the RBI. That's all that matters. How much were you able to watch the play at the plate? Because Frankie had a good effort to get in. I know you're, you're worried about getting to first at that point. Sometimes you see guys turn back. Did you see it all, or were you just chugging down the line? No, I didn't see it all. I just put my head down and ran. But, uh, yeah, it's, they, I, based on the crowd's reaction, it had to have been a pretty good slide of home play by Frankie. And worked out really well and helped give you guys the lead at the time to make it 3-2. to two. This was a back-and-forth battle. This was kind of similar to what we saw on Friday, not on Saturday, but you guys found a way to battle throughout this one and get the victory. Talk to me about that here, MJ, because in a way you guys could have been content taking the series, but it seems like the MO of this team has been, you know, 
if we can get this series sweep, let's go get it. Yeah, I mean, I think all the guys here are pretty comfortable with each other. Um, we know uh, all we have to do is stay within ourselves, and uh, if we do that, we're going to go out there and win ball games, uh, especially against a really good team like Edmonton. Um, yeah, we just stayed with our game and we uh, swept them. It was a great series. This was the eighth for this team this season. What's been the key for you guys closing out these sweeps? Man, it's just taking one game at a time. Um, that's, that's, that's all it is, just one game at a time. It's worked out really well. Well, MJ, we thank you for the time. Nice work today. Drive it in three runs, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much. That's MJ Sweeney, Apple Sox first baseman, drove in the go-ahead runs for the Apple Sox with a two-RBI single in the seventh inning. Now we're joined by today's starting pitcher for the Apple Sox, Quincy Vassar, after what actually defeats the Edmonton Riverhawks 8-5. And, Quincy, this was a, probably a good feeling for you. You got through that fifth inning. We've seen that kind of in the bugaboo a few of these outings. You got through it here today. Talk to me about you battling through that one because the one run scored with two outs. You buckled down. You got that final strikeout. Take me through that at-bat with Jacob Pondernak to retire the side. Yeah, uh, past few outings have been rough trying to get through the fifth just with some control stuff. Felt a lot fresher today. Gave up a few hits. These guys hit pretty well. Despite their record, I think they're one of the better swinging teams in this league. So they they uh, they were battling the whole way, spitting on good pitches. Um, it just took a little more grit. Really, really wanted to get through that fifth this time. Almost got that win, too. Yeah. Almost. You were kind of robbed a little bit. Maybe a vultured win there. You were close to getting yeah. it here, but uh, it's got to be kind of a cool feeling for you. You started the, the home opener. And then you started the final home game yeah. of the regular season as well. You've pitched here for two years. How much fun do you have pitching at this ballpark? This this is the spot to be in the West Coast League. This is uh this is the most fun baseball I get to play throughout the year. Uh, I mean, let let's talk about a franchise record. Uh, we just which one? Most 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 uh, home wins. Yep, I believe today. There's another one too. Do you know that? That's solid. Uh, I don't I don't know. Sweeps. Do, sweeps. It's a new single season record. Eight. Let's go. See, I'm worried less about whether I get the win or whether we get the win, and we got that done today. So it's it's just uh, it's a good feeling when we roll out and play well and win games and, and constantly show up to the yard every day, not taking any days off. And that's that's what is important in uh, building the team that we have, and that's, that's when we perform best is when we take it inning by inning every day. This is such an unselfish group as a whole, and it feels like that's taken such a huge step from even a year ago. A lot of unselfish guys last year, it's almost like that's tripled this year. Would yeah. you agree? It's it's the culture that the coach has built here. It makes it easier to roll up and, and just rely on one another to get the job done. Nobody feels too much weight or too much pressure because uh, the guy in front of you, the guy behind you is working just as hard, and, and then that just takes so much mental stress off knowing that every guy wants to win as bad as you, and, and that's important for uh, going a long way. Yeah, it certainly yeah. has really helped this group as a whole. It just felt like I was saying it to MJ. This was a game where you guys were you were battling a little bit middle innings, and in a way, you could have been content. And we've seen this with other teams, other seasons for the Apple Sox. Sometimes you kind of go into that Sunday and all right, we took two or three. That's yeah. all right. You guys, you know, every time you've had a chance to sweep, you've tried to. You've only had one instance where you haven't. Take me through what that's like, and how do you guys stay up, especially like this—a quick turnaround after the Saturday night game the night before. Yeah, it's easy to realize that no team wants to get swept. Uh, what's even harder is trying to sweep. I feel like, and we've been really good in third games of a series, coming to the yard and not taking any pitches off or abs off. And that's important is not missing any plays, trying to capitalize on everything we did. That they threw some good arms, they put some good swings on balls, but. Um, 
we just hung in the whole time and, and grinded it out, knowing that we're going to score, we're going to make plays, and our pitching is just going to be better in general. You guys have won every Sunday game this season except for one. Every Sunday played at home, you won that game. Take me through that because you started each of the last three Sundays. How do you get ready on these after, a lot of times, emotional games the night before? Yeah. Saturdays can get pretty rowdy. Uh, I think the key is good a good meal on a Saturday and deep sleep, knowing that you have to get up a little earlier and change, kind of change the rhythm coming to the yard for a day game. Uh, attacking early innings, first, second, and third inning usually mean the most. Um, and we, you know, we have been flat and in, in early in games before, but uh, it is a nine inning game, so. Yeah. A whole ball yeah. game to work with. Not flat today. This was a, one of the more exciting mm -hmm. Sunday ones we've had by far. Well, Quincy, we look forward to hopefully talking with you after more games in the postseason. Yeah. But nonetheless, really enjoyed the time. Thank you for it, and nice job today. Awesome. Thank you, Joel. That's Quincy Vassar. He was today's starting pitcher for the Apple Sox. Five innings pitch from him. Three runs allowed, all of which were earned on five hits, three walks, and four strikeouts as he tossed 84 pitches. A no decision, but a really solid effort on this Sunday afternoon. And now we're joined down by the Apple Sox head coach, Mitch Darlington, after the team sets two different franchise records today. Their eighth sweep of the summer, a new franchise single-season record, as are their 21 victories at Paul Thomas Senior Stadium. Mitch, let's talk about the sweeps. I was talking about that with Quincy first, then we'll talk about the home record. What does that mean to have eight sweeps in a summer, and what has been the key for you guys to lock down all three games of a three-game set against an opponent? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, just smelling blood in the water and being sharks, man, going going and finishing the job. Um, that's why, you know, all, all year long we've preached trying to get that first win of a series. You get that first win, um, you know, then, then you're really hunting a series victory, and then, you know, if you get that one, you're hunting a series sweep. So um, just being locked in, locked in from the first pitch of a series, trying to get that one, and, and just not taking days off, not being satisfied with just getting a series. When you get a series, then we're hunting for sweeps. So uh, I think our team all summer has kind of embraced that mentality. This was a series where you didn't necessarily, you know, just roll out the balls and just show up and fill out the lineup card and win. There were some tough games with Edmonton, and Quincy was just saying it. I think they're a better team than their record has shown this season, but they gave you guys quite a fight both Friday and then again here today. What did it take on a Sunday to get this done? Because it would have been understandable if both teams have been a little bit groggy or maybe you guys you fall behind early and Edmonton finds a way to win, but you didn't allow that for that to happen. Yeah, I think, you know, just guys staying hungry, guys getting a chance to play every day now and, um, you know, just staying locked in and, and going and, and, and trying to get things done. Um, you know, Edmonton... Edmonton is a good ball club. I'm glad you touched on that. You know, the record definitely does not reflect it. Their lineup can swing it. Um, they have really good starting pitching. I think that, you know, just talking with their head coach a little bit, um, the difference is just the bullpen this year for them. They don't have guys that are coming in to close out games, and it makes it tough. But, man, I'll give, you, I'll give them a ton of credit, man. They scrap and they fight, and they, they just don't make things easy on, on your team. So big credit to them. I've done a good job of that. You guys did a great job at home this summer. That was something you emphasized in the offseason. You wanted to really make this a tough place to play. You did that. The most wins at home in West Coast League play in a single season in Paul Thomas Senior Stadium with 21 to just six losses. What do you attribute to making this place a tough place to play? What did that involve? Was, you know, was it one particular factor or several things that really stood out? 
Yeah, I think it's it really builds over the course of a summer. You know, guys guys embracing Wenatchee, embracing our fans, um, and just making this feel like a like home to them. You know, it just these are some special people here in Wenatchee, some special fans, um, and you know, just a big big strong community here. And I, I feel like over the course of the summer, we've just gotten a chance to embrace embrace our our people that live here and and uh, just take pride in showing up every day to the yard and putting on a good show for, and a good product for our fans. You guys are sitting at 35 and 13 this season, third most wins at an Apple Sox single season, but more importantly, you're two and a half games ahead of Victoria because of them losing for the first time since mid-June at home, 21 and 2 overall at home. You've got six games left to try and lock up that second seed. What is it going to take down the stretch cuz you head under the road to a tough Bellingham team before wrapping it up at Kelowna. Yeah, yeah, a, a very important road trip for us. You know, we're in a, in a in a in kind of a new territory. You know, where we've secured a playoff spot. Um, you know, and it's kind of a fine balance between what horses do you want to use out of your bullpen and what starting pitchers you want to use down the stretch, or you do kind of balance that with getting ready for playoffs the following week. So. You know, we're going to still try to obviously win every game that we play. Anytime the scoreboard's on, we're going to play to win. Um, but it's definitely going to be it's going to be managed a little different this week. Um, you know, just just trying to make sure that everyone's healthy and locked in for game one of the playoffs while also uh, going and trying to win the second half here. Take me behind the decisions to go to Canfield and Williamson in this game. This is the first time I believe we've seen those two in the same game together. Was this to basically just give them a couple innings like this? Are you are you looking at down the stretch maybe using one guy for just a couple innings instead of like all the horses they've been to this point this season? Or was this just kind of a, we have a chance to win today, let's worry about that first, and then we'll, we'll see what we can do on Tuesday with a lineup card? Yeah, again, you know, just balancing trying to win, but also trying to think ahead a little bit. Um, you know, obviously Canfield, it seems rare when he throws two innings and we pull him from a ball game where we're winning. Um, but, yeah, wanted both of those guys today just to both get some work, wanted to keep it light so that they'd be available for us uh, on this road trip to Bellingham. Um, last thing we wanted to do was run one of them out there and burn them 60, 70 pitches and have them down all week. So um, just figured we go two for Canny, two for uh, Jaden, and, and then have them both fresh and ready to go, you know, as we get towards the middle of the week at Bellingham and into Kelowna. So um, that was kind of the strategy there. I think everyone was, even with this being an important series of that Edmonton, everyone was kind of looking ahead after Thursday. Well, Bellingham's coming back again on Tuesday, Thursday, that series. Tell me about this. What did you learn about the Bells from earlier this week you'll take into that three-game set? Yeah, you know, they're they're a scrappy ball club, man. Bellingham always has great pitching, um, and I think that showed again this last series. They have some good starters that fill up the zone. They don't walk you. Uh, they just kind of come right at you and play good, clean defense, and, and they pitch it well. Um, you know, and, that, and that's kind of the ball club we've been this summer as well. So it's kind of a, a very similar styles that makes for a different fight. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm excited to, to go to their yard and and we'll feel each other out again. And as, as I'm sure we'll probably end up maybe seeing each other down the road in the playoffs. It's it's again, it's one of those situations you don't want to tip your hand too much and show them too much. But at the same time, you know, you're trying to win ball games every time you every time you step on the field. Hence why we saw Canfield and Williamson, I suppose today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, anyway, well, Mitch, congratulations again on becoming the first Apple Sox head coach to make the playoffs in his first two seasons at the helm. Congrats on making more history today, and 
Hey, let's go make some more history uh, later this week. Thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Thank you, Joel. That's Mitch Darlington, the head coach of the Wenatchee Apple Sox, as we mentioned, uh, breaking records left and right. We had one other interview from Sunday's action, as before that game I spoke with Apple Sox infielder Frankie Carney ahead of his big day at the plate on Sunday and big stretch of great play as of late. Carney on a 10-game hitting streak after going one for three with two walks in Sunday's series-clinching sweep against Edmonton. I spoke with him a little bit before the game about his recent success at the plate, including going 3-for-5 on Saturday night. I'm Joel Norman, and we're joined by Apple Sox second baseman Frankie Carney, who enters today with the fourth best batting average in the entire West Coast League. And Frankie, I know it's not exactly a team statistic, but from a personal standpoint, that's got to be something that's meant a lot to you here this summer. You redshirted at UC Irvine, and you've gotten a chance to show what you can do this year. What does that mean, and what what are you looking to try and do over these next couple of weeks to try and wrap up the summer on a high note? Well, I feel like I've treated this uh, summer how I want to go into the fall, so I'm I feel like I'm going to be prepared for this year, and I'm just th- grateful for this opportunity. And I don't really have much else to say. I mean, it's pretty, it's awesome. It's worked really well so far, and it's been a big part of this team's success as well. You've been batting a lot, lead off, and you know how's that been batting top of the order again? That was a spot earlier in the summer you were a little more used to. Now you're kind of back in the role. Do you like batting there? Yeah, I kind of know what I'm going to get right away because the pitcher wants to start off the game with the strike. So, I mean, 95% of the time I'm seeing a fastball. So, um, I like to be aggressive early. I don't. I try not to get the two strikes right away. So, I mean, I like batting leadoff to set the tone for the team. So, you're one of the guys with this group who's going to be here till the end. You clinched the playoff spot officially last night. What does that mean to you? Oh, that's sweet. That that just means we get to play baseball longer. So, that's fun. And especially here, too, we got to keep winning, get that number two seed. So Absolutely. You know. yeah. what, what's it been with being with this group pretty much from the start? You were here, I think it was the second home game, of the, or the third home game of the season, pretty much ever since then on June 8th. What has that meant, spending a full year in a place, kind of seeing a group and getting to know a lot of guys over the course of the year? Mm-hmm. It's, it's awesome. And just like the guys that are coming and going, too. You get to meet new people for a short amount of time. But definitely the guys that are here for the whole summer, I've bonded with a lot of them. And definitely friendships that I'll like never forget and we'll always keep in touch. You talked about this this crowd and this these games at home. It's been nice to have those, and it's nice to know you're going to have more after today. What's it been like this past week? There's been a few games. Boy, it felt like a few of those Bellingham games kind of already felt like playoff games, didn't they? Oh, yeah. That was competitive, and that's what we're looking forward to. Um, and we're just going to get this sweep. right? Or for Edmonton, we're going to get this sweep today. So. Yeah, and then a huge series after that with Bellingham coming up. You know, you don't want to look ahead too much, obviously, but that's a big little test. And today's a big test as well. Edmonton, you know, still in the mix here, but it's one of those things. I, I'm wondering, you know, for you guys, how much are you trying to focus on just today first before you look ahead to the road trip? I think it's important because uh, if you look too far down the line, I think things can get out of hand. So I just day by day is a good approach for this team. Especially with uh, the number of guys we have, we don't we don't have a huge roster right now, so it's just day by day. Yeah. Frank, Frankie, his fans got in today. They got a Frankie Carney baseball card among a couple of others in there. Did you get a chance to see it? Where does it rank among the cards you've seen this summer? Oh, I love it. I'm gonna be biased and say it's number one, <laughs> but uh, I've never had a baseball card before, so I think that's like pretty awesome. Very so, cool. Yeah. Very cool. well, Frankie, thank you for the time and best of luck here today in the home finale. Thank you, Joel. That was Frankie Carney before Sunday's game between the Apple Sox and the Edmonton Riverhawks. He would receive some pretty exciting news on Monday morning as he was named the West Coast League's Player of the Week for the previous week from July the 24th through the 30th. 
Great work for Carney and as he had hits in each game, riding a 10-game hitting streak heading into Tuesday night's game against Bellingham and just continuing to get on base repeatedly and score a lot of runs. He enters action on Tuesday night with the second-best batting average in the entire West Coast League. A 363 mark, and that's not as if it's a small sample size. That's in 36 games with 124 at-bats. The only player with a betting, better batting average than Frankie Carney is Ben Parker of the Walla Walla Suites with a 366 mark in 37 games played this season. Hudson Shoup from Victoria is not too far behind. He is just at a 362 mark, third and right behind the second place, Carney. And then in fourth place, also not too far away, Latre McCollum from the Cowboys Black Bears at 361. But regardless, Carney in second in the, in the West Coast League in batting average, and he's had himself a phenomenal summer. So congrats to him as well on winning West Coast League Player of the Week. We did have uh, note. We did not have a podcast after Saturday's game, so didn't get a chance to hear the post game interviews from that one. So I figured we'd cycle back and listen to those. As after that game, I spoke with two players, the first of which was Ryan Martinez, who picked up the victory in his final game on the bump this summer for the Apple Sox. Martinez went seven innings on Saturday night, allowed one unearned run on four hits, one walk, and four strikeouts to finish the season 3-2. and two. And after chatting with Martinez, I also spoke with one of the newcomers to the Apple Sox. You heard a couple of his highlights from the weekend. Jaden Holloway, the incoming freshman at Michigan State, joined the Apple Sox on Thursday. Did not play that night against Bellingham, but in the next two days got some big starts in. The next three days got some big starts in as he was in right field on this past Friday and then in center field in back-to-back games against Edmonton. Here's a little bit of what Martinez and Holloway had to say after Saturday's victory. We're joined by tonight's starting pitcher for Wenatchee, Ryan Martinez, who earned the victory and finished the season with a 3.63 ERA. Ryan, we were just talking about it. I was hoping for an outing exactly like this from you because this is this is the Ryan Martinez. We've seen the bulk of the season. What was going well for you that led to such a great outing here tonight? Because like I said, this was kind of back to normal for you, it really felt like. No, I think it was just getting back in that rhythm, getting – the first inning out of the way was kind of the struggle, the innings or outings I struggled with. So getting that zero was huge and just rolled with it. Just trusted the defense and kept going. You really had a good pace to this game. You got the ball before you, you know, the batter could step back in. You were ready to go here. How big is pitching with a good tempo for you? No, I think it's huge, and that's something I was taught when I was younger too. Is more tempo makes the hitter uncomfortable and it just helps on your side a little bit. So this is your final game, as we mentioned, of the summer. You end the season. Let's look at the overall numbers for you. 363 ERA and 32 and two-thirds innings. I beg your pardon, that was prior to this one. So 39 and two-thirds innings now, 27 strikeouts, seven walks, 46 hits allowed. When you look at your numbers just right there, first reaction, what's the biggest thing that you were proud of from this summer in your time with the Sox? I think the strikeout-to-walk ratio is the biggest part in there were some outings I wish it was a little bit better, but for the most part, that was the biggest number I see that stands out to me. Yeah, there's just seven walks. I mean, you even did a great job of that this spring, really. You, you had a limited number of walks, but it just really improved this year. How big was it pitching in the West Coast League this season with the Apple Sox for your development? No, I think it's huge. In some of the teams we play, there's a lot of guys from our conference in there, St. Mary's, Portland, uh, Pepperdine, Gonzaga mainly. So I think this is huge, and you got – Go to schools in this league too, Oregon, Texas. What are the plans for you here now with a few weeks left in your summer before getting started with school? 
just going to go home and be with the family. I miss my dog the most. I want to be with him and hang out with my family and friends. So. Oh, hopefully your mom and dad didn't hear that part. You no, they the probably did. <laughs> Very cool. Well, Ryan, this has been a lot of fun watching you this summer. Like we said, really glad it ended this way. You end with a winning record, too, at 3-2. and two. I know the wins and losses aren't always the most indicative of how guys pitch, but you want to have a winning record. Nice work this summer. A lot of fun having you on this team. Thank you. That's Ryan Martinez, who was tonight's winning pitcher for the Apple Sox. As I mentioned, seven innings, one unearned run on four hits, one walk, and four strikeouts. So he was fantastic, and at the plate, the Apple Sox got a lot of production from a lot of different guys. And Jaden Holliday, Holloway was one of those who really contributed in this one. Jaden, this is your third day with the Apple Sox, second game you've played in, and it feels like your bat felt pretty comfortable midway through this game. Yesterday, we saw you kind of trying to extend at-bats, but here today, we saw you cash in on those at-bats. Talk to me about your comfort level right now, because we know it's been a couple of weeks since you last played. Yep, uh, I've just been feeling pretty good against this competition. Uh, it's good to see this level of competition before you go off to college, and uh, I'm feeling really comfortable right now. just got to keep this confidence up, and I think I'll be good. RBI single for you in the sixth inning. Talk to me about that plate appearance. One run had already scored in the inning. You kind of kept things going. Yeah, two strikes. My approach was just hitting opposite field, shortening up my swing. Usually I'm trying to pull the ball, uh, trying to get out of that habit, but that time I was able to push it to the right field and get a line drive RBI. You did pick up a good pull hit on the uh, double in the eighth inning. That had to feel really good. A hot shot yeah. down the third baseline. Take me through that. Yeah, I got two inside strikes. Uh, did, couldn't pull the trigger on those, and then he just threw me a little uh, slider. I uh, got my bat out, and good things happen. We make contact. And it's worked out really well. Your first two days, you had a walk and a run scored last night. A single as well. Two runs scored in the second game of this series. Pretty Getting pretty comfortable immediately. You're in center field tonight, and right now that's a spot the team's a little thin on depth. Tell me about Are you pretty comfortable in center field for the Sox? Yeah, I played center field all my high school career. Uh, it's probably my favorite position out in the outfield. I can play anywhere, but... I, I'm just grateful to be out there you know, for the Sox and center field. Tell me how you came to Wenatchee because you're a late-season signing, provided for some outfield depth. How did this come about? Uh, Coach Darlington just hit me up uh, the day before I came here, and I, I was free. Uh, my summer team had stopped playing. I was free, and I just came out, and it, it's a great experience so far. That quick. And had to be nice to have a Seattle prep teammate on the team already in Reeve Boyd. How much did that help with, you know, getting yourself acquainted with the rest of your new teammates? Yeah, I've known Reeve my whole life, and it was great to play the first two games with him. And now that he's gone, I'm just getting more comfortable with everybody else. And it's, it's a great team. I love the team. And I'm excited to be here for the rest of the summer. Awesome, Jaden. Well, it was fun watching you here tonight. Fun seeing what you can do with this team. And let's go get a series sweep tomorrow. What do you say? Yes, sir. What Anchi is off Monday, back in action on Tuesday night. And that is when we will talk to you next. First pitch against the Bellingham Bells is at 6.35 p.m. And our pregame coverage begins at 6.10 with the Apple Sox pregame show presented by Kennedy Real Estate Group. Thanks for tuning in to the Wenatchee Apple Sox podcast. If you enjoyed it and don't already, please subscribe to get updates on our newest episodes. Make sure to like the Apple Sox on Facebook and follow at Apple Sox on Twitter or Instagram. Wenatchee Apple Sox Baseball, celebrating summer one inning at a time.